Season 4, episode 41, the weekend episode here, of course. And uh, yeah, I, I'm not so sure that the stories were stupid. It's just the conversation between Pancho Guerrero and I, you know? But uh, nevertheless, we've got plenty of stupidity for your weekend. And, uh, well, and I don't know what the, 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 uh, the, 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 the cell coverage was a little bit stupid, too, you know? I don't know what the deal was. Whether he was like in the back part of his house when he was talking to me, I don't know. But at, at any rate, though, we've got five star stupidity for you this week. I hope you gave this episode a five star rating. He's given a piece of his mind to so many people, it's a wonder he's got a mind left. It's insane, Eric Lane's stupid world. a voice of sanity in our insane world, or a voice of stupidity in our intellectual world, here's the host of this stupid world, Eric Lane. You know, I seem to get to see more stupidity in the winter here in Pennsylvania. <clears throat> uh, I don't know, because maybe people think they know how to drive in the snow. Uh, re really, seriously. Um, but, um, <clears throat> yeah. I, I really feel pretty confident driving in the snow. I mean, I've been doing it for a long time. And it helps to have a five-speed. You have a little more control. Unfortunately, though, I have no control over the other stupid people out there trying to think they can drive in the snow. That's one of my big pet peeves, you know? See, my feeling is this. If you are that lacking of confidence that you've got to drive 20 miles an hour when, yeah, you got a little slush on the road, not a whole lot, pull over. Just pull over. Let all the other competent people pass. Don't hold up traffic 17 cars long while you timidly roll over little pockets of slush. <laughs> I'm telling you. Yeah, okay. I hate to start off the podcast like this, but, I mean, look, what can I say? It's it's just stupid. It really is. Trust me. So look, and I, I've got I've got some great five star stupidity this week too, here on this weekend edition. So if you don't mind, give it a five star rating, okay? And give it a review. You know, if you rate and review the podcast, it actually helps it to show up in searches. And um, when that happens, if folks are out there just looking for some stupidity, as if they're not getting enough in life already, it'll help it you know, help people to find the stupidity. You know, you want people to find stupidity, don't you? Okay, so give it a five-star rating and write a review. I might even read the review on an upcoming episode. And don't forget to subscribe, too, if you haven't done so. I can't imagine why anybody would not want to subscribe. Because this way you can never miss an entire moment to hear something stupid. Really. And uh, download the podcast, too, because if, you know, if it's a real pet peeve that you get in the middle of a great stupid story and then your cell service cuts out or your Wi-Fi service cuts out, if you download the podcast episode, you're going to have it right there without any problem whatsoever, okay? Yeah, I know these are all kind of pet peeves of mine. You know, crappy internet service, slow drivers, timid drivers that can't get through this. That's just some of my pet peeves. I mean, everybody says to chill out, you know, when... 
your driving and don't let other people ruin your vibe, I can't do that. But look, if you've got even the best superhuman restraint, I can promise you every driver has got one thing that bothers them more than anything else. Now, I've just seen there are there, there are some, some interesting pet peeves that people are talking about online. And several have mentioned what they call nice holes. Nice holes. You know what that is? People who think they're being nice, <clears throat> but they're really being stupid. Actually dangerous. For example, one, one person said, nice people <clears throat> who stop in the middle of a roundabout to let all the other cars enter. <laughs> what? Or randomly stopping on the road to let somebody in oncoming traffic make a left turn in front of them. Okay, just take a random stop. Or waving people through the four-way stop sign when it's actually your turn to go. I don't get that either. Now here's, I mean, look, just flat out not following the rules of the road is really dangerous to other drivers, not to mention being stupid, not to mention being dangerous to bicyclists and pedestrians because they don't know what's going on. Apparently you don't either because you're stupid. Actually, one person put it this way. Don't be polite. Just be predictable. I like that. Well, I got to digging around and found at least 15 other driving pet peeves that folks have mentioned. Most, I can say, I have the same view. For instance, people holding everybody up by trying to make a left turn at a time when it is borderline impossible, or when there's a sign saying right turn only, or people that jump out from a side street or parking lot and then cut you off, and then they drive slower than where you were when you were going. Oh, 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 that's when I want to kiss their bumper. Or people pulling out right in front of you when there's a large gap of absolutely no traffic right behind you. That really yanks my wife's chain big time. Or people in the left lane at an intersection that inch up when you're in the right lane, they don't apparently not even realizing you're trying to see around them to make a legal right turn, but you can't because their big fat bumper is right in my line of sight. Or I love this, and I see this a lot as I'm leaving work, getting on a busy four-lane U.S. highway, and you got grandma in her Ford Falcon putting along in the on-ramp not accelerating, and you're like, get out of the way! <laughs> or, I like this too, not, people driving the same speed side by side on the highway, creating a slow roadblock nobody can pass. This especially includes trucks. We call that elephant racing. And they do that all the time up the mountain range I have to go through to go to and from work. <sighs> or people driving with their high beams on in traffic. Uh, I just want to lights when I want to get like one of these have, have a rack of, of of lights on the top of the car, just like throw them on all at once, you know. Or people not driving with their lights on in the rain in other weather. I've had that happen too. I'm getting ready to make a left turn, and here comes a black car on a dark day with it's being foggy and rainy, and he has no lights on. You deserve to be hit, you moron. Or anybody that tosses out trash from the window, like cigarette butts as well. Uh, 
for people that don't even share the road, like having space to move forward so people can access a turning lane, but they can't because you're in the way? How about the people that go the wrong way down a one-way parking lot lane just so they can find the closest spot? Oh, people on their phones, on the road, or at intersections. Put the phone down. Or how about just plain old tailgating? Look, I'll admit, I will tailgate you if you're being stupid. If you're not being stupid, I'm not going to tailgate you, okay? People that refuse to let another driver in when you're in one of those obvious zipper merges, you know, you go first, then you go, then you go, and then somebody else just will not let anybody else in, and you just have to sit there. People that also don't use a turn signal, or they use the turn signal too much, like it's blinking on and off, on and off for six miles down the road, and you don't know which street they're turning off on. Just a few little pet peeves of mine I thought I'd share. Well, let me also share another TikTok remedy. If you're hungover some Monday because you drank too much watching football or something on the weekend, well, we got some helpful advice from TikTok to cure your hangover. Just dunk your face in ice water over and over and over again. <laughs> Who would have thought? Wow. That, you know, people have been claiming it can instantly cure a hangover. So a doctor actually weighed in on this. And believe it or not, there actually is some science behind it. Now, here's Dr. Chris Jackson. He's a pharmacist talking about the hangover cure strategy that he says activates the diver's reflex. This is the ice bowl method to activate the diver's reflex. Hold your face in the water for five to 10 seconds and repeat three times and it's gonna give you some relief. If you want to avoid this method, don't forget to prime your body by hydrating, adding electrolytes, and throwing in an alcohol metabolism aid. Yeah, see, it activates this diver's reflex that can snap you out of feeling like crap because, well, it <clears throat> tells your body to send more oxygen to the vital organs. Now, it's also like the same reflex that makes babies hold their breath underwater. So I guess cure might be too strong of a word, maybe. I mean, the same hack made the rounds a while back. It sounds like the very effect is really temporary. At least that's what the experts say and what I have seen in videos. So if you want to try it, just fill a bowl with ice water and dunk your whole face in it for about 10 seconds and then repeat it about two more times. Now, most people say that it worked and then say, never mind. I mean, I don't know. To me... Of course, I've never been drunk, so I'm not going to ever worry about having to try this. But this really sounds more and more like a really great way to prank somebody who's really hungover. You know? Oh, by the way, just at no extra charge, let me also throw this out. Did you know that long COVID might actually make your hangovers even worse? And I'm not sure ice water can cure that. So, anyway, we'll see. Well, <clears throat> you remember when you were in school... Um, you remember any time at, at, during your school days that you saw any of the cafeteria workers in the school cafeteria demonstrate above and beyond culinary talents? I really don't think I've ever witnessed this. Well, 
There's a 45-year-old woman in Louisiana named Temetrica Cones. She was a temporary cafeteria worker at a high school where she got accused of selling homemade baked goods laced with hash. Yeah, wacky tobacco, marijuana. Yes, it was apparently happening at school and not as a side hustle. She sold it to at least one student. Okay, and it sounds like they knew what they were getting. Hmm. Well, she was caught when another student found out and notified the authorities through a Crime Stoppers app on their smartphone. Uh, Tometrica was then arrested and now faces charges, but there's not any details on the size of the operation she was running. Now, the school district says she was hired by a staffing service that places fill-in employees within the schools. Hmm. You think that might be a problem? You got to think they're probably in hot water too, right? Well, the uh, Takapahoa Parish School Superintendent, Melissa Stiley, she said, I want to commend this student who saw something and used the app to bring this threat to the attention of our school officials and law enforcement. That's good. Nothing like having a school worker selling pot brownies at school, right? I get the feeling maybe the kid that snitched on the lunch lady was also the kid stealing vape carts in the bathroom between third and fourth periods. What do you think? I kind of hear, though, the teachers are really livid, though, you know? Not, not because the lunch lady was selling pot brownies, but because now they got to deal with the students being sober. Of course, you might want to alert the cops about the one in your kid's cafeteria, too, in case you notice anything a little fishy. From my little list here of the top signs that your kid just ate pot brownies. Like... He wants to have his birthday at Taco Bell. There's a good sign. Or she put Trippy Bear stickers on her big wheel. Yeah. Or whenever Paw Patrol shows the police dog, he nervously asks you to hold his lunchbox. <laughs> Another sign your kid may have eaten some pot brownies. When you ask what she wants to be when she grows up, she says, Jamaica. <laughs> or uh, he starts listening to the wiggles backwards. Oh, boy. Another sign your kid may have had some pot brownies when her tennis shoes light up. She just stares down at them and goes, whoa. <laughs> or his favorite store at the mall is Build-A-Bong. <laughs> yes. And another sign your kid may have had pot brownies is all she wants to pack in the lunch anymore is Visine. Or he quit watching Bert and Ernie and started watching Cheech and Chong. Yeah, right, yeah. And finally, the, one of the signs that you know your kid had pot brownies, duh, he got into your brownies. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, here's a person that you kind of wonder if she's high or not, or maybe possessed. Nancy Pelosi had the priests come to perform an exorcism at her house in the wake of this brutal attack that left her husband, Paul, hospitalized, according to what her daughter told the New York Times. Actually, her daughter, um, she's talking to the, um, the Times columnist, Maureen Dowd. Her daughter's name is Alexandra. She says, I think that weighed really heavy on her soul. I think she felt really guilty. I think that really broke her. 
She says, we were always worried. It's like your worst fear coming to life. Now, Pelosi didn't speak on the exorcism herself. She said that she found it unimaginable that in the aftermath of the attack that Republicans mocked the attack and spread baseless conspiracies while her husband was in serious condition. <laughs> Remember, this is Nancy Pelosi we're talking about. What, some th what sort of things has she said, huh? She says, it's been tough. It's going to be about three or four more months before he's really back to normal. Yeah. Okay, let's see. Nancy Pelosi gets an exorcism performed at her house, and what? She's still alive? Why would Nancy need an exorcist? I mean, isn't she on a first-name basis with the devil himself? I mean, really, Nancy, I guess, wanted him to chase the evil out of her home, so they ran her out of the door. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, uh, Pelosi goes and calls the priest to perform this exorcism of the house over Thanksgiving is when it happened. Luckily, though... I think the only spirits in the house at the time were the ones that Nancy and Paul consumed on Thanksgiving. Well, good luck with that. Yeah, okay. There was a couple out of California also that accidentally locked themselves up in dog crates. They were actually testing out which ones would be a good fit for their puppies. Now, these dog owners actually got stuck in the doghouse, you might say. But luckily, Stephanie and Jerry Ferrari were able to maneuver themselves out in a way that they could at least let each other out of the crates. Now, the couple were testing out four different dog crates to see which ones were the best fit for their pups. Uh, we've got Kane, we've got Corso, and we've got Mal. Now, after two dogs went inside their respective crates, the 25-year-old encouraged her husband, Jerry, to go into one of the crates, too. So here's the security camera footage of the incident. Check it out. <laughs> Well, not wanting to miss out on all the fun, the dog mom also decided to test out a cage. Once the door slammed behind her, though, well, it was then that Ferrari realized they were all trapped inside with uh, nobody around to help them escape. They started to panic. Well, the couple then went from panic to laughter as their dogs tried to bark for help. After two minutes of being locked up, Ferrari's husband managed to maneuver his cage to face her cage and successfully unlatched his wife's door. Finally free from the confined space, she sighs with relief. Why didn't we think of that? <laughs> the dog owner said that if they couldn't have freed themselves, they would just use the Alexa to call their neighbors for help. <laughs> Oh, my. Well, I mean, look, I mean, that's <clears throat> that's a fun couple, I guess. Well, maybe this guy forgot that he also gets half in the divorce from his wife. Some idiot in L.A. rams his car into his own house. That wasn't good enough. He had to come back later with a dump truck to do even more damage. That's all because his wife is divorcing him and well, filed for a restraining order this month. Obviously, he needed She probably needed one. Definitely sounds like that. According to the neighbors, 62-year-old Ron Dunn shows up in a white Chevy Impala and, quote, tore up the garage door with it. Then he left, came back minutes later in a dump truck and crashed it into the house <laughs> multiple times. He also smashed up cars on the street. It's all on video. Not really clear where he got the dump truck. He eventually drove it off, and uh, but still wasn't done. He comes back then a third time to do it again in the same Chevy Impala. Cops are catching some flack for taking over a half an hour to get there. 
They say the initial report came through as a car crash, not as a crime, so that's why they took so long. <laughs> okay. Well, here's one of the crashes and the neighbors reacting here. And then Patricia Dunn talking about her husband Ronald's destructive behavior. What is he doing? A man that's under that kind of rage chooses to say what he might do. He was trying to kill me. He really was. I was just trying to stay out of the way. So I don't know if he was drunk, under the influence. I never experienced anything like this in my life. Well, last I heard, I, they haven't said if they've been if they charged the guy yet or not, or if he was still on the run. I know his soon-to-be ex said she's staying somewhere else just in case he decided to come back. We got a Rhode Island Police Department who said that they have granted the request of a young resident to have the remains of a cookie and some carrots DNA tested because they wanted to determine if indeed Santa Claus bit them. Pretty smart little kid here. The Cumberland Police Department said in this news release that it received a letter from, quote, a young investigator seeking to have a partially eaten Oreo and some baby carrot sticks DNA tested to identify whether or not they were indeed eaten by Mr. Claus on December 25th. <laughs> Chief Matthew J. Benson says, in this release, this young lady obviously has a keen sense for truth and the investigative process and did a tremendous job packing her evidence for submission. We will do our very best to provide answers for her. <laughs> the food was passed along to the state of Rhode Island's Department of Health Forensic Science Unit for analysis. <laughs> Benson says the department already provided the girl with some uncovered evidence in support of Santa Claus's presence in her neighborhood. <clears throat> they have found a photo of a deer in the area on Christmas Eve. I don't know about you. Do you really get the feeling maybe the police in Rhode Island have a lot of time to kill? Maybe the Rhode Island Police Department can figure out who leaked the draft abortion ruling at the Supreme Court, you know? This is really nice. I mean, the kid's going to be so disappointed when she finds out it was just her drunk uncle. <laughs> you know, DNA test for Santa Claus. Yeah. Let's just hope that it's uh, just a saliva sample and not, well, well, you know. So I'll leave it at that. Well, there was a visitor to a McDonald's fast food restaurant in Australia that captured a video of a rather unusual sight. A horse riding in the back seat of a drive through customer's car. Donna Brevin posted the video to TikTok that shows the surprising scene outside the eatery in New South Wales. <laughs> Here's uh, Donna talking to the owner and the horse named Rocco when she saw this bizarre sighting. Is that a horse in your car? He's excited for his ice cream. <laughs> oh my God. That's Rocco. Hi, Rocco. In the video, you see Brevin briefly conversing with the driver of the car, explaining the horse is excited for his ice cream. Brevin said in the post that it was an only-in-Australia encounter. Yeah, I guess when you see a horse at McDonald's, it usually means they've run out of hamburger. <laughs> you know, imagine, imagine the horse's disappointment when they had to tell him, well, the ice cream machine's broken. Well, locals in Bursa, Turkey, 
were rather awed one morning by a rather huge, distinctively shaped cloud that was seen glowing like a pie in the sky. Hundreds took to social media to share footage of this unusual pink formation, with their videos quickly going viral around the world. Now, many tawdry Twitter users responded to the eclipse of the cloud, saying that this natural phenomenon really bore a rather startling resemblance to female genitalia. One pervy pundit proclaimed, A giant vagina! Oh, man, I hate my dirty mind. I should quit watching porn. The online excitement even caught the attention of the crown actress, Gillian Anderson, who also implied that the clown looked like a human vagina. She actually uh, tweeted, Now, if this isn't a sign, I don't know what is, that God is a woman. Yeah, the uh, 54-year-old First Lady star had that tweet shared with her 90 or 965,000 followers. Others responded to the actress saying the cloud looked more like a UFO. Several subsequently cracked some jokes about Anderson's most famous role in the sci-fi series The X-Files, in which she played the FBI agent Scully, looking for investigations of terrestrial, extraterrestrial activity. One fan humorously writes, sure does feel like a missing episode of The X-Files. Well, a second one chimes in, that's a UFO calling for another season. However, Turkey's State Meteorological Service did tell some local media there it wasn't a need to call in for any alien investigators. It was simply a lenticular cloud. According to the organization, lenticular clouds are generally formed as a result of a strong wind fluctuations over hills and mountains when the air is stable <clears throat> and moist. Kind of like how things flow over hills and mountains and moist in other areas. But anyway, these clouds most often form in the winter, but it's possible to see them in other times of the year. So, yeah, it definitely gave people their jollies, that's for sure. And if you haven't figured this out already, eggs are a priceless commodity right about now. Yes, and if you're in Juarez, Mexico these days, a 30-count carton of eggs for $3.40 is a steal. But, unfortunately, federal law prohibits Americans from bringing raw eggs or poultry across the border. Hmm. That's not really stopped people from trying. As the price of eggs goes out of sight into the stratosphere in the U.S., U.S. Customs and Border Protection report a 108% increase in egg seizures and poultry at ports of entry in the fourth quarter of last year. Now, the ever-increasing price of this beloved breakfast staple, they call it eggflation. Yeah, it's so stupid about how expensive eggs are, no matter how you take them. It's terrible inflation. Oh no! It's terrible inflation. Bad inflation time. It sucks. Expensive eggs. Bad inflation time. It sucks. Oh man, the leg. 
Well, the scrambled all sunny side Cause of inflation, I'm paying 20 bucks Can't afford quiches, it's been addicted to That shortage of egg from avian flu It sucks now Bad inflation Every other day they're raising the price Bad inflation Can't afford to pay for the jumbo size Be my own egg producer I'll get some hens Don't need roosters Just so that I can afford Unless Price of a dozen eggs rose from $3.50 to $5.30 during that period as the avian flu forced producers to put down 43 million egg-laying hens, according to the Economic Research Service of the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Now, the CPB Supervisory Agriculture Specialist, Charles Payne, says, My advice, don't bring them over. If you fail to declare them or try to smuggle them, you face civil penalties. He says, now, that has actually become a more common occurrence at the border in the past few months. So, I guess if you really want to splurge on Valentine's Day, go get your lady something really pricey and then dazzle her with eggs. Simple and striking. Pure and eternal. Refined and luxurious. It makes a statement like nothing else. Celebrate your special love and show it to all the world with the gift of eggs. Whatever the occasion, dazzle her with eggs. Tell you, this is the craziest beginning of a new year I've ever seen. Could you have ever guessed that egg smuggling would be the headline? Smuggling eggs from Mexico. The chickens are saying, leave us alone when I reach in. And grab a dozen to go I hope I don't get busted on the way back home Now one good thing will come of this thing Is that we'll finally get a new Dr. Seuss book Called Green Eggs and Fentanyl (laughs) This is definitely going to lead to a new era of jokes I can guarantee Even as we speak there's people that are writing Why did the chicken cross the border? One-liners everywhere Yeah It's nice to see something other than people, though, being smuggled across the border. But I don't know about you. Am I the only one right now that's really craving an omelet right about now? You know, everybody has a little stupidity in their world. And frankly, I would like to hear about it. Okay, if you've maybe got a great stupid story from your stupid world, maybe you just want to respond to one of mine. I'd like to hear about it. Let me hear from you. You can contact me easily just by email at shoutout at insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. Or if you got a question or a comment about something that you've heard on the podcast or something that Pancho Guerro has said on the podcast, or maybe you just want to tell me of some firsthand experience of some stupidity you've encountered, well, let me know. I want to hear from you. I might uh, even use your comments on an upcoming episode. So record a message for me at podcast.insaneericlane.com and uh, give me your feedback, okay? Um, And by the way, if you haven't done so already, and 
I just can't imagine why you haven't already. Follow me on social media. You can look me up on Facebook or Twitter by searching out the handle Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast with a five-star rating because I pick five-star stupidity. If your review is stupid enough, I just may feature it on an upcoming episode. Rating and reviewing helps the podcast to show up prominently in searches uh, that you, you know folks are searching for stupidity anyway. And please, share the podcast on your social media so you're not stingy with your stupidity. And don't forget, click that subscribe button too so you don't miss any new stupid episodes. You can also avoid any annoying buffering whenever you're in crappy cell or Wi-Fi coverage by downloading each episode. And I recommend using the Podcast Addict app for optimum performance. It's free at your app store, but there are two types of paid versions as well. And by the way, I myself have already made one of the paid versions and still love it. This is just one of the two feeds that you get every week, of course. The midweek bonus episode features the Insane Week in Review, and the Genius Awards for the more stupendous stupidity is also included. The weekend episode always features Pancho Guero, my insane Florida nephew, where Pancho will also answer your questions with his sage wisdom. Ask Pancho about anything. Test your skills against Pancho with the Insane Game Show. And if you download the Telegram Messenger app, you can also join the Insane Eric Lane Stupid World channel. Read the articles from each of the episodes' stupidity. Comment about what you've read share the articles with your friends. You can also post comments or suggestions about the podcast, too. So get a preview and a link to download Telegram Messenger at t.me slash insane Eric Lane. That's t.me slash insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. The app is available free in desktop or mobile versions for Windows, Linux, Android, or Apple. And don't forget, follow me using the handle at insane Eric Lane on Facebook or Twitter and visit my website, at InsaneEricLane.com. about what it would be to have an announcer you know for a you know it, it's the eric lane poncho guero hour or something like uh, i don't have a good announcer voice but uh, uh i don't know do you think your announcer voice is good enough to be the new voice of the podcast <laughs> no I, I, you're the professional in this realm <laughs> I, I, I just I'm here for the Florida stories, uh, mostly to provide them, I think, and uh, offer a little bit of Florida perspective to the world. I see. <laughs> but, yeah, you, 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 you could uh, you're too young to remember the old uh, uh, was it the a comedy show called uh, Rowan and Martin's Laugh-In. You probably oh, never- I, I've literally never heard of it. Yeah, well, I mean, th- this this was back in the '60s, and there was a guy that was on there. 
he was their token radio announcer. His name was Gary Owens. And he was the old school radio announcer that held his hand up to his ear, you know, and he would always talk <laughs> like this. And he had, he sounded like the official radio announcer. Hi, friends. Have you ever said to yourself, I would like a career in radio announcing? If the answer to that is yes, then you're going about it in the wrong way. You should say it to someone else. What does it take to become a radio announcer? Well, actually, it takes many things. Do you own your own voice? Can you say six silly words without laughing and mean them? Do you have a lot of money? Well, if so, you qualify for enrollment in the Golden Voice Announcer School. I'll bet that you'd never guess from the sound of my voice that I am actually a 67-year-old deaf-mute woman and that only nine short years ago I heard a commercial just like this one and was inspired to climb out of my deathbed and enroll. It's just... That that's you know my that's my era. This is something maybe you should you know practice. You you could watch some old Gary Owens videos and you know learn to become a a, a good announcer. And I'll let you introduce the podcast from now yeah. on. In, in my mind, I, I see it playing more as like a, a bad car commercial. You know, like <laughs> you know, this weekend Memorial Day. That's uh, kind of Sunday, what I thought in my Sunday, mind. Sunday. Yeah. Either that, or you ever watch that old? Um, it was like it was from a radio show. Yeah, uh, the, the guy's uh, wife, no, the, the wife's husband, kind of like you know, got them to, to bug his wife with like prank calls, basically. And it was right. It was the whole John Cena bit, yeah. you know, the super slang. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, could, I could hear that a little bit too. Like maybe a mix of car commercial and the John Cena super slam <laughs> is what I think. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, I, I don't know if you got to hear the uh, the podcast last week, but you know I have a new intro now for the podcast. Oh, do you? Do you? I haven't checked out last week's yet. Yeah, well, it's all done. It's, by, it's been quite the week here. Well, it, it's it's all done now with the the AI voices. So, <laughs> yeah, well, like how good is the AI, or is it like you know text to speech, you know? Well, it's 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 like text to speech because I don't I don't have the money to pay you know for really good AI. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you, you see that AI is, is it's becoming there's lawsuits out there now. For, yeah. Um, yeah. For AI like art generated art, it's gotten so good that it basically almost can perfectly replicate uh, like the style of a particular artist. Oh yeah, uh, that it's convincing. Except for sometimes it maybe adds like a, a sixth finger or something to the mix. But, <laughs> but like other than that, it's gotten really good. Yeah. Well, I I know that years ago or maybe not that long ago, I had read where you've got artificial uh, artificial voices have replaced radio announcers. Look at that. It, it, it's like a, I guess you got deep fakes, um, but like this is like <laughs> this, you know you just have to get the audio right. Um, yeah. For, yeah. For that. You know, yeah, it's that. You know, I mean, I think some of that has to do with with the cadence of the, of how you talk. You know, yeah, you know, I, I can see that. You know, I mean, um, you, once they get that cadence down, it doesn't sound so stiff. You know, or robotic. Pardon the pun. You know, <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah. uh, but no, no. I mean, we still. I mean, it, it, it's nice to you know, it's the novelty that we have now with all this right. ar artificial. When the novelty wears off, we're going to start miss. It's kind of like you know, everybody loved the crystal clarity of CDs, you know, and digital audio, mm -hmm. and then you know <laughs> that that went for years, and now the novelty is wearing off. And what are they doing? They're buying record players and playing vinyl again. <laughs> 
That's right. I, you, you ever hear of um? You ever hear the phrase "Uncanny Valley" before? I have the not. And, no. Uh, un, uncanny Valley. Um, like imagine. Um, so it, it's the idea for for like mostly with robotics is what it's talked yeah. about, and, and you get it with animation a lot too. Um, you know, the more lifelike and human that you can make something, yeah, the, the more people are, are going to feel more comfortable with that thing, or, or like the more they're going to be able to relate with it, like on an emotional kind of level. Right. And you know, a, a good example would be like, you know, do you feel uh, what makes you feel more looking at it, like uh, you know, a a stick figure. Or watching, like, let's say you have a, have like a cartoon playing with stick figures, or you've got right. a cartoon playing with with like actual, you know, featured looking people. Right, uh, right. You know that that looks like. Well, you're going to say I feel more attachment from the the people, like like watching sure. Shrek was a sure. classic one, right? Right. Um, and so Shrek, you know, they they kind of get it, and the idea is you want to make the audience feel comfortable and and yeah. also like drawn into it, but you can reach this point where. Where, like, all of a sudden, you know, that, that like, line, that, that graph that goes up, up, and up, and up when it comes to people's ability to kind of, like, relate with this relate. person. And, 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 and then all of a sudden it drops. Like, and that's where the, that's, <laughs> that's the, the drop is where Uncanny Valley is. There's this valley where you, you get it, like, almost just lifelike, yeah. but not. And it's not yeah. in a way that just makes you uncomfortable. You can't even put your finger on it. Yeah. But if you just look uncomfortable, Google Uncanny Valley images and just there's like you'll see some examples where you're like, oh, there's like you're like, it looks human, but not. And like they had to redo the reason I mentioned Shrek. They had to redo the character Fiona altogether because oh, yeah. there was something about her that when they did their test viewing, it just made kids cry. Like they, it just was un <laughs> uncomfortable and unsettling. Well, and, and that's really, I think with AI, but I'm like, if you're doing AI voices, is, is there an uncanny valley with voice acting? I don't know if I've ever true. thought about yeah. it or heard about that before. Well, you never know. Uh, there, yeah. there'll be a story that you might see for next week's uh, podcast that I'm already putting together about a new um, amusement park in Orlando <laughs> called Roboland. Have you heard about this? <laughs> Is this like the water world of amusement parks? This is a, an amusement park of nothing but robotics. That's all it is. Okay. It's, it's all robots. And, and they've got, they even have that, that, uh, the robot that was on the tonight show, Jimmy Fallon, that supposedly is the best uh, humanoid robot that they've ever made. And so it's an entire amusement park full of, it's just, it's called Roboland. <laughs> you go and see a bunch of robots. It's in, in Orlando. Roboland. Yeah, I, I I feel like you should get your our, our new um I guess podcast announcer to maybe get a job there. <laughs> well, I can just imagine taking kids there and they're freaking out. You know, these robots are like freaking the kids out. You know, right. uh, either that or that's going to be where the um the you know robot the first robot rebellion and uprising stems from. The end of the world to come from Florida. We just didn't realize it was going to be Orlando. The, the strangest things usually end up in Orlando. You know what I'm saying? That's just kind of what I'm, <laughs> that, that is I'm right. starting to see, you know? So, that but, is right. but thankfully, thankfully they, 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 they won't uh, be anything as near as dangerous as knife wielding roosters. <laughs> That's right. I, yeah, I picked out some of the stories here and there's a theme to this, this week's podcast. Uh, maybe, maybe should we start doing themes with this? Uh, is that like, is that, well, I, let I, me know. I don't know. I like um, the idea. I like the idea, but I think this, the, the way it worked out this week, there was just so many stories on the one theme. It was pretty easy to pick them all out. Uh, that's just, that's I mean, usually the theme, I guess, is stupidity. Um, but, but this week, 
Well, I, I kind of like there, there's there's two underlining themes, and it kind of. How about we call this? How, how about we call it fatal stupidity? Uh, well, yeah, fatal fatal should be good. Uh, you know, I, I see. Uh, well, we're going to talk a little. There's a little morbidity going on in this one. So, like, there's <laughs> there's actually one story I thought, like, man, this is sad. But but it's stupid though is the thing like it, but yeah. it's a different kind of stupid. There's the kind that you laugh at, and then the kind that just makes you kind of go, huh? huh? I didn't know that that could happen. <laughs> and um, you know, it, it's I think that, I, I thought it was going to be for good conversation. If nothing else, yeah. um, so I, it's a little bit of the theme. It was a little bit about like some death, right? Death and revenge, because mm. oftentimes they go hand in hand, uh, but yeah. sometimes they don't. And, and so it got me thinking, like, how is it that I want to go out? And I've always imagined it kind of this way, that, that you'll find out that Pancho Guero is, is gone because you'll read it in the newspaper or on the line, wherever you get your stuff. And, and like the headline would be something like naked man shot and killed running towards armored bunker, armored bunker in <laughs> Naval Air Station. Yeah, or something because I've got a I've got a, a military base right right across the street from my house and and so you know it, it'll be you know he had just found out he had cancer or something and then right you know and it, it, I'm gonna go on my terms right, right. Way, but sometimes you don't <laughs> get to choose those terms um, yeah and and, uh, and well one way one way about going uh, with it is uh, little shenanigans gone wrong <laughs> and and this is. A, this is what happens, and um, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm sure that this has happened all around the world. Uh, yeah, I'll just say. But the interesting thing is that there, this happened to two people in separate freak uh, mishaps. Oh. All right, and so already you're thinking like, okay, this is going to be good. But in my mind, like you know, when you think about knife wielding roosters, I kind of think about like walking through the wrong back alley of like, <laughs> I don't know, like like. Uh, the, the farmer's market or something, right? Um, uh, this happened in India, in India, though. There were two men killed by knife-wielding roosters, according to news reports. Um, now, I, what I'd like to think is uh, that this... I, I read a story earlier this week. I sent it to you about like a, a, a pig that was mm -hmm. going out to yes. slaughter that ended yes. up killing the, 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 the farmer or the butcher, I, the, the butcher I, that was trying to slaughter the pig. Yep. And at that point, it's a self-defense. I mean, yeah. right? Um, and that's what I like to think about with, like, the chickens, right? This is self-defense. Uh, you know, I, no, no chicken nuggets for, made from me. Um, <laughs> but, but uh, you know, what this was was that both men were actually, they were an unlucky spectator uh, uh. To, to some cockfighting. And the owner of one of the fighting cocks, uh, and try to, try to hold your laughter in, um, just because I'm immature, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I get like, uh, I'm like, is this a, a locker room at like a high school or is this a, you know, a, a sporting event in India? Uh, well, he bled to death after uh, they slashed, like they were slashed by the, the feathered combatants uh, who had sharp knives strapped to their legs by their handlers. Oh. And uh, now New, New India Express reported uh, that both incidents occurred during celebrations for the Hindu Makar Sankrati festival. In the, in the first uh, incident, the 43-year-old man had tied the blades to his fighting rooster prior to a fight with another bird and was fatally slashed when the cock got spooked by the crowd, flew into the air, and landed on him. Oh. Uh, in a way, you know, I'm like, I think people, do, do Indians believe in karma, right? I don't know. Yeah. Um, 
Well, his leg was slashed so severely that he bled out and was pronounced dead despite being rushed to a local hospital. Oh. And uh, in, in the second mishap, a cockfighting spectator was slashed in the hand and bled out. Um, from a hand, that's impressive. I there, there, but yeah. it remains uh, popular in certain circles and in underground gambling dens still. Uh, the, the cruel practice actually continues in parts of the U.S. as well, uh, with the final member of an uh, Alabama family that ran uh, an illegal cockfights uh, being sentenced on federal charges. Uh, now, George Easterling and his family were hit with prison sentences ranging from 25 to 77 years for the illicit operations. Wow. Yeah, I know that cockfighting still is big in India, but I don't understand huh. why they have to stick knives in, they strap knives onto the, onto their feet. You know, that's, that to me is even, first off, how do you, who gets to hold the rooster while the other person straps oh, the knives? Yeah. To, I don't know? want that. Well, yeah. Uh, it's, and then uh, when you think about that, like hockey is just like a sporting event with knives strapped to your feet. So it's not that <laughs> well, much different. That's true. That's true. Yeah. You know, but, but still, I, I don't, I just, I feel a little uncomfortable when somebody says, can some, can you please hold my cock and put a knife around it? You know, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you know, no lie, I uh, I one time bought a kitchen island, like like kind of like a, a, a small little squared kind of quick, yeah. tall kitchen island that's on wheels. And yeah. um, I, 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 it was like Craigslist or something. And this is when I lived in Tennessee. I went to uh, 30 minutes into the, the blackout zone where you get no signal. And so okay. I'm just hoping I can figure my way back. And and I, I I get up to this like trailer in the middle of nowhere and I think oh no like I like why I continued I don't know, um and, and this guy comes out and he, he oh yeah let me go show it to you it's like out in his yard somewhere and um and then like he opens it up and, and there's like there's a little wasp's nest just inside this oh. thing he just, with his with his bare hands he just grabs a wasp and he's like all right we're gonna throw it down that way and uh. Yeah, it looks all good here. Clean it up quickly for you. And give him like 40 bucks for it or something. And, and he like tells me about how he's recently gotten out of jail from, from cockfighting, basically, and stuff. And I'm nice. like, so so I, I've i had my own experiences with cockfighting as well. And, and I also uh, felt like my life was at least moderately in danger. Uh, <laughs> considering yeah. where <laughs> yeah, there well. was no sound of, of the cell signal anywhere. Yeah, that and, and of course, you know, you're in eastern Tennessee and Lord only knows who you're going to find in the backwoods back there, <laughs> right. you know. But still, it's <laughs> definitely, you know, definitely not the way you would expect to leave this earth would be at the mercy of fighting cocks with knives strapped to their feet, you know. Of course, another way you probably would not expect to leave this earth would be <laughs> by dying at a Denny's. <laughs> <laughs> You know, like this poor seventy-two-year-old woman. Oh, who got, did you say dining at a Denny's? <laughs> like, well, all, uh, some people could almost say the same thing. You know, <laughs> right. this this poor seventy-two-year-old woman was done in at Denny's in this uh, freak accident it happened in Elizabethtown, Kentucky, uh, where of all things, a Denny's sign falls on her car, crushes it. And the worst part of it, she had just picked her husband up from hospice care. <laughs> okay. Oh, and, my goodness. Oh, I mean, I'm thinking, look, you know, like what you said, if I'm going to leave this world, I want to leave this world in a blaze of glory, not being, you know, 
basically have my lights shut off by a Denny's sign. Okay? Yeah, yeah. That's but, that's not the way I want to go. No, that's for sure. Her, na- her name is Lillian May Curtis. Now Lillian May was in the back seat of the car alongside her husband, Lloyd Eugene Curtis. Okay, and their their daughter Mary Graham. Now they, they all survived the accident. But the sign above fell because of powerful winds. They had gusts of about 40 miles an hour that day. So Lillian May was rushed to the University of Louisville Hospital, the very place where she had just picked her husband up from. The doctor said that she, she was inoperable due to the catastrophic head injury. So the doctor said that it was absolutely instantaneous. There was no way her body could have felt any pain. So she was, I mean, it was over and done. Granddaughter Mary Howard tells the ABC affiliate KVUE uh, about how it all went down. And and Lloyd, uh, who had actually had been given three months to live, now he's back in the hospital while uh, Graham suffered a concussion with five broken ribs. The elderly couple were married for 50 years. Okay, the doctor uh, or the family said that the officer on the scene said it's like an old sign and it was missing a bolt and rusted. And that day, the National Weather Service said winds in Elizabethtown were gusting at the time of that accident. So, I mean, here you've got an elderly couple, the husband coming out of hospice. They've been married 50 years. They're going to celebrate his getting out of the hospital by going to Denny's. And the wind blows the Denny's sign over and kills the woman. You know, it's tragedy. It's But at the same token, that's not how I want to leave this earth. I can no, promise you. This is the story I was like, do I, do I, do we talk about it or not? But I, um, like, I, to make a quick joke, I always thought the food at Denny's was going to be what, what does you in. Maybe you had one too many skillets, you know. <laughs> right. Um, you know, or is that, is that the, are they the ones who do the home run? I home think they do the um, home run too. That's right. That's yeah. right. I um, I think that one thing that might be safe is like I I figure it was probably just because it's an old sign since I don't think a new Denny's has been built since the nineties. This is um, probably which, true. <laughs> sure, which probably means as well you should probably stay away from other restaurants such <laughs> as um, like like a Big Boy. You know, yeah, I was just it, thinking of yeah. the Shoney's Big Boy. That's exactly right, what it, I was thinking it, about. I, I don't want to go out being crushed by, you know, essentially bear hugged by a big boy and a, yeah. you know, 50 pound uh, hamburger. Or, or, you know. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, talking about the big boys, that I, 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 my favorite story from college was they had a Shoney's big boy where I was, when I went to school at Arkansas State. And frankly, a lot of folks would go and spend a lot of late nights at, at Shoney's. Okay. Yeah. And, it was well, steak and shake for me. Well, right. Well, yeah. someone, I guess, late or early one morning or late one night, depending, I guess, decided that, well, you know, hey, the, that big, large 50 ton statue of the Shoney's big boy was just too <laughs> much to pass up. I don't know how they did this, but the next day, the school newspaper had a picture of the front entrance of the girls dormitory at Arkansas State. And as they were walking in the front door, there was your 30-foot-high Shoney's <laughs> big boy. 
<laughs> somebody, somebody had loaded that thing in the back of their Datsun and had trucked it into the campus and dropped it off at the front door of the girls' dormitory. <laughs> I, I'd love to see the look on on the big boy employees when they first like what, like the manager in the morning, but yeah. also the look on the girls' faces when they realize yeah. that the big boy has invaded their dormitory. Um, <laughs> Uh, and that, that is the day that big boy turned into a big man a big man <laughs> <laughs> i mean i don't know if it was just a i don't know if it was a prank or just petty revenge but it was hilarious that's all i can say <laughs> oh man that's wild yeah it makes you, this whole thing makes you think though like i mean i like, like anything could take you out at any more that's uh, right you know, and, and like, so it's one thing when you look at other people's stupidity and you think like, oh, well, I can choose not to be stupid. But sometimes stupid, it, it's like a Final Nation movie out there. Yeah. For some people, I guess. I don't know. Huh. Which, um, look, I, you know, you talk about uh, revenge with, with, the, with the big boy. Um, yeah. Big man. Uh, it's it. <laughs> And uh, this is where we get a, a, a little tit for tat here. Okay, we've got a couple petty revenge stories. I I, I kind of want to hear who has the, the pettiest of, of the of the ones. <laughs> um, so if anyone wants to reach out to Eric and, or the Telegram or anything, we'll, we'll see who has the the, the better uh, the, the pettiest. Yeah. Of all, uh, and I don't mean Tom Petty. Uh, <laughs> so. You know, the, 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 I think this is funny, I, and I can relate a little bit with this. Luckily, not for the parking issues, but just for the driveway space issues. All right, <laughs> I've got a one-lane, uh, you know, driveway, and so, uh, like, you know, if anyone's going to come in, they're going to have to go. Well, uh, they're going to go on the grass, but also, I've got two palm trees at the end of uh -huh. my driveway, one on each side, and so, yeah, there's only one car getting in at a time. You're, you're not really going to get around that, and so. It's uh, this is this is where we kind of go to to this story. I, I'm just saying I could relate. It's not really cool when someone inconveniences you for their own. Uh, yeah. But it's especially bad when they do it on your property. <laughs> and and that, this is where you can probably see where I'm getting to. There, there's a man who was driving home when he noticed that a strange car was parked in his driveway. Now, like me, uh, well, he, no one was there at the car there, um, but there was a large like house party in the neighborhood. And there was no open street parking in sight. Now, thankfully, I don't have to deal with that issue. There's not really any large house parties going on around me. But, um, but this is this is where I, I have a similar situation. The driveway for this guy was only wide enough for one car right. with a barrier on either side. His driveway, so he parked behind the car. And a few <laughs> hours later, a woman showed up at his door and asked if he could move his car so she could get out. He refused, saying that he'd been <laughs> drinking at home and wouldn't be moving his car that night. Um, well, she got mad and called the cops. <laughs> and they showed up, but they couldn't do anything about it because it was his private property. <laughs> and and I, I, I guess the guy didn't plan to not stop drinking or, or the whole weekend or something because he then told the woman that it was a long weekend and he wouldn't work until Tuesday. <laughs> and she could come pick her car up then. <laughs> would, would you be this petty uh, if someone you know tried to steal your uh your prime real estate you know for, for your well uh, i i think if you were talking to my wife she would say absolutely <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I i you know 
for uh, me, it it is the principle of the thing, and I yeah. am behind this man one hundred percent. You see, I, I, I would think that you would be in on it for the principle of it. <laughs> I, I, if I was mad, it would be the fact that, like, look, the worst one of the worst things is having to drive around for parking. Yeah. When you go to like a like a touristy spot, like like I'm going to go right. to the beach, I'm going to go <laughs> to downtown St. Augustine, or a, a sporting yep. event or concert, and you're trying to just drive around and just find a spot. Um, yep. And so, like, I'm not going to do that in my own neighborhood, in my own house. That's yeah. ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> oh now, yeah. Would oh, I yeah. back out for that person later? Uh, yep. Yeah. Yep. Probably. Like, I mean, I don't well, want to cause a scene. Like, well, but, I mean, and, and you I know the guy down for the principal. Well, I, I know I know how this guy feels. Now, we have a two-car garage, okay, and, and it's on a hill. Now, and and I try to have as much grace as I possibly can, but sometimes I'm just thinking, really? Because we have some off-street parking. You can park along the, the street. So it's not like that there's nowhere else to park. And I'm coming home from work, and we've got, like I said, two-car garage, and we've got somebody parking in our driveway in front of my stall. <laughs> I can't get the car in. It's like, like I want to back the car in and leave it there in one shot. I don't want to come back and repark it because somebody parked their car in front of my stall. I want to go oh, yeah. get a sign and just put on the garage door. Please do not block drive. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> I, I totally am with this guy and i love the fact that he teaches a stranger a lesson for parking in his driveway i i, I mean you, the you alternative could, well, you could have called a tow truck i mean can you well, do that if it's your private property I, well i don't know they may have the same yeah, problem the, the, yeah well they may have the same problem that the police would have the police could not have any jurisdiction on your property maybe, so maybe invest in a parking boot to just throw on the person's car <laughs> i don't know i i mean still is it, it it's I love it. Well, I've got I got petty revenge number two, where we have a a woman teaching a stranger a lesson for throwing a temper tantrum at McDonald's, and this is just fantastic. I don't care how big of a hurry that you think you're in. Okay, you know your time is not any more valuable than anybody else's. Just like you know your parking spot is not any more valuable than my my front yard. Okay, but this this woman shares this story on Facebook claiming that she was in this long line at a McDonald's drive-through. Now, this uh, quote young lady behind her is honking because she thought she was taking too long to place her order. So this woman decides she'll get some revenge. So when the woman pulls up to the first window, she pays for both of their orders. So this is, I'm thinking, oh, we're, pe we're heaping hot coals upon the other person's head, but doing a good <laughs> deed. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so, so she's a bigger the, person than I am. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so when the lady behind her found, finds out that her meal was paid, well, <laughs> she waves and mouths this big, thank you, you know, this kind of thing. <laughs> but, but this is when it turns a little nasty. This is when, when the woman pulled up to the second window, she showed both of the receipts and took the impatient lady's food as well. <laughs> so now this woman's got to go back through the line again. <laughs> kind of a, a salty spin on the pay it forward thing. All right. Well, the oh, post yeah. goes, you know, the post goes completely viral. But then the woman later admitted, 
it was just a story. It's been going around. She didn't actually do that. She said she just shared it to give people a good laugh. But you know what? It did better that with me. It gave me a great idea. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I will um... probably do something like that. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I, I, listen, I think you're, I, I like your revenge a little bit better because it involves me not having to look at a stranger's car out of my, my front windows. True. Um, all weekend. That's true. <laughs> oh yeah, and, and plus uh, you, you get extra food at the end of it all, and you, yeah. you never have to see that person again. That's uh, right. That's right. Oh man, that is that is good. <laughs> uh, though I, I will say, um, you know, with, with the car, you're never gonna have that person. Uh, do that again right like park in there but like what about the next person how do you teach all of the people you got that's a lot of lessons i have to teach everybody to do that yeah Um, that's true the drive-through it doesn't take it's not much effort on your part and uh and boy does it pack a punch (laughs) i love it i just little little does she know that she's just doing her a favor by not having to make her eat mcdonald's so that that's the one caveat (laughs) yeah i can't i I can't tell what was the favor getting someone else to eat your mcdonald's for you so you didn't have to um yeah (laughs) just uh, just save them the intestinal uh torture right i know oh man well we we had falling denny signs earlier and and now we get to and look I, I don't know um I'll have to look and see if there's statistics on on the uh you know you, you hear like you know so many people die a year from like lightning strikes and and coconuts falling on their heads and shark attacks and things and it's there's actually like, there's more people that die from coconuts falling on their head than really? shark attacks oh yeah but yeah, you've I'm, never had I, but you th- this is by the first person that died of a Denny sign falling on their head. Well, yeah, no, I would, I would think that 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 is a new statistic. I think that was just created. Um, <laughs> but in Florida, it's like Florida's one of those places where you get coconuts, like at least in the South. Like if you're in Miami, you're yeah. in the Keys for sure. I mean, you're going to look up and just see coconuts on the trees. Like it's just yep. what it is. And um, but like one thing I would have never known is that you got to watch out. And this is I feel like something that could only happen in Florida, but flying iguanas that that can also i don't know if they're lethal but i'm imagining that with denny signs iguanas are probably going to be you know maybe less lethal than a denny sign but i'd like to think that you know this is there's some risk involved in but most of these falling iguanas though is because it's gotten so cold that they just kind of like doze off don't they fall out that that is true yeah kind of like don't be all um a little bit (laughs) So, uh, but for 14 years, yoga instructor Anna Margaret Sanchez has taught a free community class at Legion Park in Miami's Upper East Side neighborhood. And it was, it started with 20 people and it grew over time to the point where attendance can easily top a hundred, you know, regulars that have braved hurricane watches and COVID-19 lockdowns to, to meet under the oak trees on Saturday mornings. Wow. And so uh, Sanchez live streams the session so that those who can't make it in person can participate on Instagram. And the first Saturday of 2023 drew an especially large crowd, you know, probably people trying to hit their, uh, their, their new yep. um, uh, resolution you know, resolutions. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm sure it dropped off dramatically after that. Uh, <laughs> um, then again, maybe not with, with uh, well, one for, for who enjoys iguanas, flying out of the trees or not, then maybe attendance dropped or, or increased. Um, 
but the weather was lovely. It was only seven, you know, only seven days into the new year. Resolution still glinted. Uh, you know, she says it was a really beautiful day. You know, kept saying, uh, don't forget to look up at the beautiful trees and the, the beautiful sky. Uh, probably, you know, like yoga, right? I don't know. Yep. One with nature and yourself in the, <laughs> in the sun. And well, the class proceeded as usual for 47 minutes, breathing exercises, upward and downward dog, warrior, triangle, and seated stretching poses. As always, so just, I don't know if you could imagine yourself there. Maybe you couldn't imagine yourself there. I, I, no. I couldn't see you in it. If you were a yoga person, I feel like you'd be like a hot yoga person. Oh, see, I would. I'd be very hot. Yeah. Hot, hot, hot isn't, no, it's not an adjective that describes you. It's, it's, yeah. it's the temperature of which the yoga is performed at. Well, um, that's true. Yeah. Well, and, and all of that, I would probably not, I wouldn't be in, 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 a, in a session like that. I'd be doing naked yoga. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. You're, you're like the kind of people, like when you go to a nude beach, you always think, like, in your head, you're like, oh, it's going to be all these, like, and you're like, oh, no, it's not Baywatch. It is, it is the opposite. It um, is the opposite. <laughs> Well, as always, Sanchez uh, concluded by instructing yogis to roll onto their backs, lift their hips, and begin to look inward. Hmm. And then, you know, like, uh, that was when like, a series of noises, uh, tree branches rustling, a loud thud, a cacophony of gasps ensued. I think we're going to close the class. Sanchez, uh, Sanchez can be heard saying on the Instagram live video, I'm going to take care of someone who just got an iguana dropped on his face. Uh, and we actually have a moment here. Here's the moment on audio that Michael got smacked by the reptile. From there, we'll simply roll up. Lift your hips and just hold for one, two, three. Yeah, so, you know, usually I guess when you're in yoga, you know, a lot of other guys might dream about slapping their lizard in someone's face uh, <laughs> if someone's wearing tight pants. But or, I wouldn't have imagined or, it this way. Or if you're doing naked <laughs> yoga. <laughs> <laughs> that's, more, that's, that's more your speed with your naked yoga. You're right. <laughs> but look, look, they had to get the paramedics there for an iguana. So that to me tells me that there is potential for for there to be um you know on our theme like i live in florida it, it could be my last day any day yeah. when an iguana falls out of the or when i go on a walk in my my parents nice suburb neighborhood and i'm attacked by coyotes yeah this is yeah th these are things i'm thinking about this week um so well the paramedics they, they, they took michael's vitals and checked his pupils and assured that he'd be fine I, i'm assuming he was mostly just in shock or something, yeah. but he declined emergency transport to the hospital. A, a fellow yogi offered him an anti-inflammatory tea as he and Sanchez waited for Michael's wife to drive him home. <laughs> mm. How much inflammation can you get from being hit in the face with a flying or a falling iguana? <laughs> I, I look. I, I just I'm, everything about this just makes it seem like Michael does not like. Yeah, you know, I'm going to be picked up by my wife. And uh, like I don't know, you, maybe maybe this is a sign that the universe is that something that, that yogis kind of you know signs yeah. from the universe. Do they believe yeah. in that? They maybe it's a it. sign that. <laughs> what what does that mean? An iguana falling? Like <laughs> he's at one with the iguana. Yeah, that's what he I, is. I, I, 
I think that he should read the anti-inflammatory tea leaves. And uh... <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I I know I know that uh, uh, this 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 poor Taco Bell worker that I'm going to tell you about. He needed more than something that was anti-inflammatory. And let's just say that this could probably be put in the category of another um, petty revenge story that we were talking Look, about I, earlier. I think that I think this one straddles both topics. Oh yeah! Like, oh like, yeah! It, 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 it straddles both. This is a, this this could be another way. This, this you could go to Taco Bell tomorrow, and this could be what happens to you. Oh yeah! This could oh, be yeah. how you go out. But 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 there is a lesson to be learned here, and that is never be a jerk to fast food workers. I know that we like to do this all the time. You know, I've seen some pretty. I saw one video where a guy pulls up to a fast food place, and he's at the drive-through, and literally grabs the woman's wrist and tries to pull her through the window to kidnap her. This was what? Yeah, this was picked up on the video. I was just like, really? But you don't want to well, be a jerk. To realize, you're going to be like you're you're. Faces right there on camera, like yeah. you're, you're gonna kidnap yeah. someone. I don't know, but I mean, look, the, look. If you're a jerk to fast food workers, you may get your food with a little spittle inside, or maybe something worse. This this one dude goes to his nearby Taco Bell near Denver, and well, he got into it with the employees because, not because they were out of taco sauce. No, it was because the soda machine wasn't working. So oh, well, you, you need the Baja Blast if you're going to talk about <laughs> Well, <laughs> so look, they tried to make up for it. They gave him an extra burrito to try to diffuse things. Oh, now, that well, well, that's uh, super nice. Well, that, that, I would have been fine with that, you know. Yeah, I mean, really. Yeah. Well, now one or more of the employees now could be in big trouble after the guy ate that burrito and nearly died. Whoa. Yes. Man. So <laughs> a nearby hospital calls the cops that night to report that this guy had been poisoned <laughs> and they have determined it was definitely the burrito <laughs> so, <laughs> so if you get an if you get a free burrito because you got into it with somebody at Taco Bell I just wouldn't eat it okay now what happened was he decided to save the extra burrito for dinner so when he ate it, he got so sick he had to call 911. Well, guess what? They ended up finding rat poisoning in the burrito. Oh, <laughs> so, my goodness. Okay. The manager of the Taco Bell says that, but they don't keep rat poison around there. And, well, I guess here's the other, <clears throat> the, the rest of the story, as you might say. They, they also said that this, this dude, he's, he's a regular that has come to the Taco Bell and has caused problems before. So apparently they know his record. So <laughs> she, she seems to be suggesting that he might have actually done this to himself to try to get the folks at the Taco Bell in trouble. Okay? Oh, it's like a finger in the chili. It's, <laughs> it's like a, a, double, <laughs> a double twist here, okay? So, so the health department actually still closes down the Taco Bell but then later let it reopen. And the cops are now going through the security footage to see if it shows anything. And they're currently investigating it as they would an attempted homicide. But can you imagine a guy, and you talk about, I don't know if this was revenge or, or just pure stupidity, but imagine getting into it 
with the guy at the at the at Taco Bell. They give you a free burrito. You would think that would settle it, but then you take it back to your house and you put rat poisoning in it, and then you eat it and go to the emergency room and nearly die, all because you got mad because you couldn't have soda with your ta- with your Taco Bell. On the shows you how good the Baja Blast really is. Um, <laughs> I, look, I, there, there are two thoughts I have with this. Number one is that I thought typically the revenge was having to eat Taco Bell. <laughs> um, or, or the revenge that happens at Taco Bell happens like 30 minutes later after eating I think, it. Um, Aren't you talking about Montezuma's revenge? <laughs> yes, that's what, I'm, I'm talking like death by diarrhea. Um, that's, that's, that's what they call it, Montezuma's <laughs> revenge. <laughs> <laughs> with, with, the, the, with the fires. <laughs> but I, like, but that, that leads into my other theory was that this guy felt safe enough to put rat poison in his burrito and then eat it because he knew that it would go like right through his system so quick it wouldn't be yeah. enough to actually kill him. Well, that's probably because, true. It was probably oh, yeah. it was probably accelerated by the Taco Bell food. <laughs> the the only food I've ever seen go through my system faster than Taco Bell was Del Taco. And uh, <laughs> Del Taco set the, I think, the all-time record for how quickly food ha- has tried to evacuate itself from me. Um, it, 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 it was like the Usain Bolt of, of, uh, of meals that I've ever had. Yeah, um, that's hilarious. But, uh, yeah, no, that, that's wild. I can't, like, I don't know, Taco Bell. Who would have thought? I guess a thought. lot of people might have thought, yeah. Well, this will um, be interesting to see what they come out of this police investigation. If it turns out that the guy actually put the rat poison in his own in his own burrito, this is just definitely the strangest thing I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I you know, but I will say, I think that I would rather go out by a, a poisoned Taco Bell burrito than, than the next story. And, and this would have to be, I think, probably like a, a far list of stories. This would be my least favorite way to go out for multiple <laughs> reasons. Like you have a lot of foresight to see what's coming and to know like, Oh, right. It's, you know, but also it, um, I, I guess like it makes your hair stand on end when you hear this one, <laughs> okay. but not the hairs on your neck or your head, the, the hairs in between your legs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is a 35 year old railroad road worker who rescued and, and this is a, a little bit of a twist this one it was a raccoon okay it's not a person but i think this could happen if it happened to a raccoon it could happen to a person if i've said it, it could. Once, said it a thousand times the <laughs> uh, 35 year old railway uh road worker rescued a raccoon from an oncoming train after its testicle hair froze to the track oh and now uh, this would be so maybe maybe stick to the hot yoga, you know, in the nude and not the cold yoga in the nude. Yeah, uh, Eric. It, well, this guy's name is Neil Mullis. He found the traumatized animal and he carefully freed it using warm water and a shovel. <laughs> now, <laughs> now, yeah, I'm thinking like, imagine, you know, you're sitting on a railway track in like 10 degree temperature and the thing gets stuck there and someone shows up with a shovel. I'd, I'd, yeah. I'd take the train. You know, yeah, um, but uh, well, he, he's from Con- <laughs> from Cochrane, uh, Georgia. He said, "I poured the warm water under his bottom, while uh, <laughs> well, well, a, a coworker worked the shovel under under his butt to try to to break him loose." 
<laughs> After about five minutes of slowly working him loose, he was free. He jumped off the rail and ran into the woods and never looked back. While they prefer temperature, like temperate climates, um, coons have dense underfur to just protect them from the cold. Uh, but this is like it's less helpful when crossing railway tracks. Uh, I don't. I don't think that they were meant for that. You know, by nature, God did not make <laughs> raccoons for railroads. But uh, despite the intense rescue efforts from Wallace and his colleagues, nobody could tell how or why the raccoon actually got into the the predicament. Well, here's Neil um, finding the little guy and, and using a shovel and warm water to set him free. We've got audio, and this is, get ready here for your quote of the day. Operation was performed. Little fella's safe. There's the rest of his nut hair. Nuts froze to the roof. Uh, he, he added on that, I'm guessing because it was 10 degrees Fahrenheit outside, somehow he was crossing over the rail and sat too long and got stuck. Yeah. <clears throat> well, <clears throat> my question is, why was he deciding to straddle the railroad, the, the rail? If, if if it's 10 degrees and the last thing i want to do is have my testicle hair on cold metal mm-hmm. you know this is Don't worse get than... nailed to the rail <laughs> yeah well this is worse than sticking your tongue to a flagpole <laughs> oh, yeah. this is a million times worse than that <laughs> you know <clears throat> i mean I, I don't know i mean obviously you wouldn't want to be the coon but yeah, right oh no but, no but 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 at the same token do you really want to try to help work the the, the shovel and and try to uh, get get this thing unstuck? I mean, wow. I, I mean, honestly, I think I would rather be the the shovel man than the one that has to gingerly pour yeah. warm water right over right. the sack. <laughs> Although you might say, I mean, if you have had if I had warm water poured across my butt, it may not feel so bad. You know, so <laughs> in, in, in ten degree weather, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> but, I mean, imagine all the things that these railway workers have to find. I have a friend of mine who works with Norfolk Southern, and I'm definitely going to tell him about this story and just <laughs> ask. You know, does does he have anything similar with situations like this? You know, I mean, but but yeah, I, I'm just thankful that nobody ended up getting rabies out of this thing. You know, I mean, who knows what could have happened? Anyway, the uh, hats off to the railway workers everywhere who has to deal with um, coons with their nut hair frozen to the. Oh, right. <laughs> so, well, we've got some some great great uh, questions here from folks wanting to ask Pancho some things, and uh, well, they're seeking some of your wisdom. This one from Michael triggered a memory uh, for me <clears throat> because we've been in a similar situation. Okay, Michael has got a situation where he caught his kid stealing a candy bar. Okay, now this is this actually was happened. We we were going to the grocery store with our kids when they were smaller, and I guess there was some kind of candy or something they had sitting in the bins that were out there, you know. And of course, my oldest son at the time wanted to get some, and of course, my wife was no way going to buy them candy because, you know, she's just that kind of a mother. You know, you're, gonna, you're not going to do this. So never, and of course, he, he, we, we were met with our share of pushback and whatnot. But, nope, we're not getting it. We get almost to the, to the house. We've traveled 10 miles back to the house. We're pulling into the neighborhood, and we discover he's got some candy. Well, my, my wife, 
she's also a person of principle like I am, doesn't even get to the house, turns around and goes 10 miles back to the store. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, and marches. The, the, the lesson is worth way more than 10 miles. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Marches the kid back into the store, makes them makes him hand the candy back to the store manager, not to like the checkout clerk. <laughs> we're, going, we're going to the manager. And oh, then yeah, yeah. He, he has to apologize eyeball to eyeball to the manager. And the whole time, he, the, the poor kid thought he was going to jail. It was great. Oh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> Well, my, Michael, he, he could probably learn from this lesson. Michael has this to ask. He says he was at the grocery store with his eight-year-old kid, and he was asking for a candy bar. Michael says, I told him no. But later that day, he said, I found a wrapper of the candy bar he asked for, which means he stole it and ate it. Now, he said, look, I, I know it's not the worst crime in the world, but kids will sometimes steal candy. But obviously, it's not behavior I condone. He wants to know how does he approach him. Now, see, this is kind of done after the fact, whereas we kind of caught <laughs> yeah. our kid before it happened. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I, how... <laughs> I've, got, I've got some thoughts here. So, and the, and the worst crime I think that you could commit here is letting him get away with it. Yes. So that because if he does and he learns, oh, if I don't tell anyone and I get good at hiding it, he's just going to hide what secrets. Uh, other mm. things that he might like, like other things he might still there. There's a lot that, that he'll learn. He could get away with uh, by doing that. And so what I would do in this situation, do you, do you know any police officers yourself? Cause it, that is easy. <laughs> <laughs> you go, you go to the store, give them the money and you say, here's the two bucks. And then, uh, and, and, and you take that two out of, out of their allowance. If they get an allowance or anything, <laughs> If they don't, then make them figure out a way to pay you back those $2. Oh, is it your birthday? Great. $2 of that going to me. You got to pay for yeah. it still. But in the middle of it, they don't know that you paid for it. Get your police officer friend or someone that you know. It, 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 I don't even know if you, if you called like the non-emergency number, if you could even have mm -hmm. someone show up if someone's having a, a slow night. I don't know yeah. how that is, but like have them show up and uh, and just question your, your son for just a minute. You know, it's like... <laughs> Yeah. We're uh, we're looking for a uh, a candy bar that was stolen from uh you know what you know, Kroger whatever Publix whatever whatever it is and and just see the look on your son's face just as oh, he yeah. turns white and uh, <laughs> he will always remember that and he'll also know that you find out like he thinks he hit it but like I will always find out and if <laughs> I find out it's going to be worse than if you just tell me to begin with I yeah. was terrified of my mom I believed. Exactly that she would find out if it were years <laughs> later. The the longer the time that went, like you think statute of limitations, but like it's the opposite when you're a kid. Like the longer that time goes by, the worse it's going to be whenever <laughs> the, the hammer does drop. <laughs> yeah, because you never know. Does she know or does she not know? Oh yeah, and I my assumption was that if she doesn't know, she will, and it's only a matter of time. <laughs> <laughs> that's right that's right <laughs> oh, man. oh man well i've got one here as well and i've already got ideas for this i'm just looking at the title of it um this is from Nora. she says my husband has wanted chickens for years growing up uh, I, I want chickens too so it's gonna be hard for me to take your side here Nora. uh growing up his family had a small chicken coop in their backyard not only did they enjoy the fresh eggs every day but apparently he used to have strong bonds with the flightless birds I have previously shot this idea down over and over, but now it seems like 
his wish may come true because of a struggling economy. Oh yeah. Any chicken owners out there? How hard is it really? Um, yeah. I I want to get it on the chicken, uh, you know, uh, business. The chicken train. Well with this. Yeah. It's, um, it just, I mean, look, we eat a lot of eggs. Yeah. Whenever Mrs. Poncho isn't in a first trimester of pregnancy. So, um, my neighbor's got chickens. He's, he, I mean, he, he gets tons of eggs. It's, it's pretty easy. You just, you can make your own chicken coop, give yeah. him some feed a couple times a day. Now, I will say every once in a while, I'll see him come out, uh, and start yelling at one of the chickens. Cause there's one of them in particular that'll always like escape and like jump on his roof. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's always so it's funny watching it on his roof. And, and as he comes out, he's like, oh, you're down there. Or I'll send him a text and be like, hey, you got a, you got a chicken. You got runt on the roof again. It, it's it's the runt of the hilarious. And Well, um, you know, and, I understand yeah. now. I understand now that there are some chickens now that their net worth is actually more than Elon Musk. So chickens with a greater net worth? Yeah. Yeah, greater network because of the cost of eggs nowadays. You know, oh, you got yeah, chickens yeah. that have a, have a greater net worth than Elon Musk. Now, that was actually right. a Babylon Bee story. And <laughs> the Babylon Bee tweeted the story about this chicken as a higher net worth than Elon Musk. And Elon Musk answers back and says, it's getting that way. <laughs> it's getting, yeah, I can see that for sure. I, um, he, he does things like that, doesn't he? I, I just think problem with the chickens, he just needs to strap knives to their feet. <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah, just be careful. Never, Tell your neighbor, just be careful. You know, we don't want to have any fatal chicken cat. Uh, you're you're risking, you know, you, your husband, and your kids, possibly yeah. that, but you will get what you want eventually, which is no more chickens. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. But but still, I mean, we've got Russian neighbors across the street from us, and they've they've raised chickens for years. A lot, you know. So I mean. I, I I actually said this on the radio the other day because where I work in, in the radio, it's in a, a much more rural county than where we live in the more affluent center county where Penn State is located. Of course, everybody in center county is just, you know, crying the blues about paying so much money for a dozen eggs now, you know. And 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 so and I work in the neighboring county, which is mainly lots of farms and, and, and rural areas. And I just said, look. Uh, I think the, the, this is going to improve the county economy great because now they can sell chickens for like triple the amount, you know, to these people from, oh, yeah. from Center County. Now <laughs> they can come buy chickens from the farmers, you know, and pay like three times the amount. And, you know, normally a chicken would be like, you know, what, $15, $20. You can say, I'll sell you my chicken for 100 You know, you can make some serious profit on these chickens now, you know. So, oh, uh, oh yeah. And, yeah, well, and, and, uh, I, I'm just worried more about like your your uh, are your chickens, um, you know, chickens of the people. The, are, <laughs> yeah. do you, do you don't have like socialist, communist chickens in front of your, your uh, house. Do you? well, well, no, 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 no. Thankfully, we don't have that. However, I did have, have a, a story on one of the earlier episodes of the podcast about uh, chicken smuggling at the border. That it's getting That's to the right, point. Yeah. That's right. People are. Yeah. So now we've got new we've got new jokes. You know, why did the chicken cross the border? <laughs> you know, so. <laughs> to, to, I, I would probably say to to smuggle, uh, you know, what like uh, a, a kilo of cocaine, to, to, something to like smuggle. that. No, no. They so they could smuggle knives. So, <laughs> so knives. You know, the right, arms right. dealing basically. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, we we've got some some great. Uh, uh, 
games for you with our insane games. Do, do, do you feel like that you're up to uh, tackling a few of those? <laughs> I'm going to answer the way uh, my, my son has recently answered things now, um, which now when I ask him something, if the answer is no, he doesn't say no. He just says no, like that. Like he just goes, no, no, no. So no. <laughs> No, well, uh, yeah. may, maybe, may, well, may, maybe uh, we we can entice you with a few dozen eggs if you if you <laughs> don't feel like doing it, you know. But, I, you but, can threaten me with a Denny sign, and I'm all in. I'm all oh, in on the insane yeah. games. Dum, 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 You can really get up close and personal by interacting with the podcast and get the real-time updates and a little of the uh, articles from the stupid stories that you hear when you join Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World Telegram channel. I'll be posting links to the stories that I read here on the episodes. You are able to read the actual articles, see the pictures, look at the videos, make comments about what you have actually seen or read or even heard about, and even share some of your own stupid stories with uh, everybody in the community. Visit t.me slash insane Eric Lane. That's t.me slash insane E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. you get a preview of the channel, and there's also an opportunity to just download the, the Telegram Messenger right there from the preview channel right to your device, desktop or mobile, for Windows, Linux, Android, or Apple. And also, you can interact with me as well on social media. Follow me at Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E, on Facebook or Twitter, or visit the website at InsaneEricLane.com. What insane games do you feel particularly... uh, risky to, to try this game. <laughs> um well you know if you're talking about risk uh are we talking about um there's a couple kinds of risk i guess uh i'll start with the risk of of, of death um being hit in the head by a golf ball uh <laughs> with, with a golf course of rehab the golf course of rehab being yeah well rather than being hit in the head with a coconut or an iguana right? or a falling jenny <laughs> sign be hitting the head with a golf golf ball. That's good. All right. So we've got golf course or rehab then. And I've got some businesses. You tell me whether it is a golf course or rehab based upon the name and the location possibly. So we got one um, business located in Sylacauga, Alabama called Purcell Farms. You said caca is all I'm thinking. Um, uh, <laughs> Sylacauga. <laughs> Sylacauga. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, well, in a place like Silicon, I'm probably thinking like, this is going to be a rehab. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm never, I don't even know where Silicon, Alabama, is, but Purcell Farms is not where they sell chickens. That's for sure. Uh, it <clears throat> turns out it's a golf course. Oh, look at that. Uh, well, and the funny thing is, my hometown used to use an old farm, like a farm for a golf course. They, they called it Cow Pasture Pool, and it was a they <laughs> did like a fundraiser every year. They would drop holes, you know, put holes in this guy's farm, and they went out in a pasture and played golf, and kind of interesting. So 
I guess it's possible that it could be a golf course with a name like <laughs> I, I thought, Purcell I, Farms. I, I thought the only golf course in your area would have been like Cow Pie Fields. Well, that, that that's uh, that's also possible. That's also possible. You know, yeah, well, a lot of those there too, I suppose. Well, here's a business in Loosedale, Mississippi. It's called the Estate at River Bend. This is a golf course. Ah, I mean, they sound well, prestigious and fancy. I kind of lean towards. Well, but you also think of the. Thing. You think of the River Bend as rather peaceful as well. You know. <clears throat> Turns out it's a rehab. Mm. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, you're. I, exactly. I, I, everyone probably thinks I'm an idiot when I hear me do these insane games. <laughs> <laughs> That's what makes them insane, you know? I know. <laughs> All right. How about this one? Standing Rock in Fort Yates, North Dakota. Oh, my goodness. Well, I, I'm going to say it's a rehab. <laughs> There's nothing else to do but just, like, stand. I don't just know. stand just, around and look at the I, rocks. I couldn't yep. imagine it being anything other than that. Definitely. It's a, it is a rehab. That's good. All maybe, right. Maybe you're taking a stand, you know, yes. uh, at the rehab. The next... The next business is called Rimrock in Hamilton, Montana. Rimrock. That makes it like Rimrod. I got that. Like <laughs> it's not like a character in the Bible or something. I, um, I think. I, oh, look, Rimrock, Rimrod. It's a golf club. I'm going to say it's a golf course. Ah, Rimrock turns out as a <clears throat> rehab. <laughs> I, I was trying to work, work some backhanded logic in there. But uh, well, uh, once again, maybe we can redeem your with this business in Las Cruces, New Mexico, called Sonoma Ranch. I'll say it's a golf course. <laughs> it's kind of like um, the estate at River Bend. The Sonoma Ranch is a golf course. Sounds very sophisticated. So, yeah, two out of five, I'd say. Yeah, you good. got hit on the head that's with a golf ball. Yeah, that's <laughs> no. a I, I that nearly killed me. Um, yeah, well, uh, how, what do you think you should uh, pick next to redeem yourself? Okay, well, when I think about risk as well, and, and a little bit of revenge also, um, uh, I think like STDs would be the other one, and that would be ah uh, the porn star or weatherman. Ah, uh, yes. All right. Well, these are entertainers that we've got, and you give me the name. I'll give you the name. You tell me whether they are an actual porn star or a real weatherman. Your first entertainer's name. Lisa Love. Lisa Love. Uh, uh, she sounds she she sounds like she works in the adult film industry. <laughs> You're saying Lisa Love um, is a porn star? I'm, uh, either that or, or uh, you know Kurt Cobain's all fallback <laughs> girl or something. Uh, well, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm gonna say it's a uh, it's a, a porn star. Lisa Love <clears throat> is a weather woman for the Weather oh, Channel man. in Atlanta. <laughs> that is that's a good one. I that I, I I can't see it as any other way still though. So I have no regrets on that one. <laughs> no regrets on that one. All right. Yeah. Well, how about this entertainer, Glenn Glazer? It, uh, this sounds like a, a weatherman to me. Like N Glenn nice Glazer alliteration going on there in a blazer or something. Yes, Glenn Glazer in a blazer. Well, Glenn Glazer is a weatherman at WPBF okay. twenty five West Palm yeah. Beach, Florida. Yes, good so deal. confident on that one. Yes, yes. How about this entertainer named Ty Mitchell? <laughs> Ty Mitchell. Ty Mitchell up and uh, get a get the video camera because he's a porn star. 
<laughs> you seem pretty uh, <clears throat> confident about that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's Ty I, I Mitchell feel, may feel... like to be tied up a little bit. Yeah. He is a yeah. porn star. Yes, oh, absolutely. I, I knew it. How about absolutely knew it? <laughs> how about this entertainer named Matthew Rush? Matthew Rush. Oh man, Matthew Rush of blood somewhere, not to the uh, <laughs> not, not to the brain. I'm going to say it's a porn star. <laughs> it's a porn star. I, the the logic you arrive at some of these answers. <laughs> I got to admit, <laughs> yeah, he is a porn star. Yes. That's very good. All right. <laughs> And your last entertainer's name, Dick Smothers Jr. <laughs> uh, my name is hello. Uh, my name is Dick Smothers. It's, it's my Christian name. Um, <laughs> my my uh, Dick Smothers. Oh my gosh! Uh, this this suggests that like there was a Dick Smothers Senior. Okay, <laughs> and and so this leaves me with two things. You've either got like you know a porn star that like. Uh, a family-run porn star business, and this is that's hard for me to imagine. Okay, he's a junior. Uh, look, so I, I think that Dick Smothers, as as much as it pains me to say this, is a weatherman. It is a very disappointing to me when I when Dick Smothers was a name thirty seconds <laughs> well, ago. Dick Smothers Junior. is a <clears throat> porn star. Um, <laughs> okay, I, I just makes me happy. I've never he been is, happier to get a question wrong. He is an actual. Now, my question is though. I mean, his name is Dick Smothers Jr. And so obviously, there had to be a Dick Smothers Senior. Uh, that, that, my, that's exactly yeah. My question is: Is the Dick Smothers Senior the same Dick Smothers who had a brother? Then they had a TV show in the '60s called the Smothers Brothers Comedy Hour. Uh, there's, there's. Oh my goodness! I there's too many. I, how many smothers are there out there? I guess. I mean, I I guess a lot considering yeah. their, their their line of uh, profession. I, I guess this is this is something I'm going to have to look up to find out if Dick Smothers Jr. is the son of Dick Smothers of the Smothers Brothers Comedy Hour. I would, so, I would just be careful to not accidentally click image search when you look that up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I I saw that. I'm like, put, oh my put, god! Put your parental controls on for for yeah. Dick Smothers. It, well, yeah, now, and obviously you wouldn't have a clue who Dick Smothers is, right? I mean, please, please, uh, you know, <laughs> Dick Smothers Senior is my father. <laughs> uh, I I can um, yeah, oh, I, I could make up a better <laughs> a better porn star name than that. <laughs> Dick Smothers the third. Oh, um, oh my! The third. Well, actually, I would say Dick Smothers the third leg would. That, that's the only place to go from here oh, in, in the family name. <laughs> oh man! Or, or, or Dick oh. Smothers the threesome. I don't know. Yes. It's, it's not as good as the third leg. The four. The fourth. I'm losing it. Yes. Well, what what do you feel ready for for the next uh, insane game? Man, I don't even know anymore. I'm losing my sense of reality. Well, um, why don't we just make it a shot for a steakhouse or gay bar? You, uh, serve it up to me. <laughs> okay. You serve me some nice steak. Uh, um, All right. Steak well, and, and not some cockfighting. Because <laughs> we've been talking yeah. a lot about that. Today. Yeah, you, you can have a good piece of meat yeah. or a cockfight here on these things. You know what I'm saying? Wait a so, minute. And, 
and you can figure out which one. So, uh, yeah, all right. Uh, you, no, you're making me question which one to pick. I think there's <laughs> right. a trick. I don't know. <laughs> well, this this particular business is in Columbus, Ohio. It's called Bosco's. Oh, man, Bosco's. Um, okay, Bosco's. Gosh, these are so tough sometimes. I've been, I feel like the, the, the more names I've heard for this particular game, the worse I've gotten over the years. Um, yeah. Bosco. I, there's something, I, I don't know why. I, I see like, I see like a, like a Colombian steakhouse or something, or, or a Cuban steakhouse, like Bosco's. I could be totally wrong on this. I'm going to say it's a steakhouse. <laughs> well, in fact, you're totally wrong on that. It's a gay bar. Oh, gosh, man. <laughs> Oh, uh, well, how about this one in Troy, Michigan called Stony River? Stony River. Um, St Stony River, I I'm going to say this is a steakhouse. Yeah, well, I'm glad you didn't. I'm glad you didn't have to use the the you know the 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 mental image of stones because <laughs> it, it is a steakhouse. So. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, when I think Stony River, I think of like a like an old like you know 80s movie with yep. like Patrick Swayze in it or something. Yes. It's like you know yes. it's like a heartthrob, right? You know, country. Well, here's one that's boy type thing. Here's one that's kind of along the same lines in Portland, Maine. It's called Blackstones. Blackstones. Okay. Well, this gives me a different, like, uh, a different vibe, though. I don't know. Blackstones. Um, though, though, you know what? You think, like, you know, like a Blackstone steakhouse? Like, I, I, I'll say it's a steakhouse. <laughs> and it's actually a gay bar. I was just going to say, the moment you said Portland, I thought, no. I was not paying attention to the city. And that, that is my bad. That would have 100% changed my answer. My, 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 guess, my guess is if you're in that place, you're probably going to come out with Blackstones. That's my guess. But... <laughs> so, all right. You're, you're like, oh, either you just came out of a, of a you know, Portland uh, gay bar or you got your testicle hair stuck to a railroad track. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Here's one all the way out in Honolulu, Hawaii called Little Joe's. Little Joe's. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe I didn't hear the word Portland. That was um, that was a giveaway, but uh, Little Joe's. I don't I don't know anyone who wants to advertise themselves as little, um, you know, at a, like maybe a gay bar. So I think it's going to be a steakhouse. Yeah, I guess uh, I don't think the TV show Bonanza it was in Honolulu, Hawaii, but uh, Little Joe's is a steakhouse. <laughs> so did, did you ever see an episode of Bonanza? No, I, I've just heard about it. And yeah, well, I've seen like. I've seen like promos on like TV land. Way yeah. Back well, it's about like, little oh, Joe's was a character there in Bonanza. So I'm not sure if that's the same thing, but here's one though. Maybe you've heard about this one in Orlando, Florida called parliament house, parliament house. Um, oh goodness. In Orlando, Florida, parliament house. Oh gosh. I mean, it's going to go either way for me. Um, because you got like a little bit of the like, Oh, we're going to be ritzy, sophisticated, fancy, or you just be like, uh, you know, uh, I'll I'll have you sign my bill of rights. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, like, yeah, give me your John Hancock. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna say it's Orlando. Gosh, there's so many stuff down in Orlando. I'm gonna lean in on gay bar. Gonna you're gay gonna bar, lean probably. in on a gay bar. Huh? I'm, gonna, I'm gonna do it. Yeah. Well, you're leaning in. 
<laughs> oh, the correct answer. It is a gay oh, bar. Oh, Very yes, good. Yes, again. <laughs> that, that, that's definitely uh, an interesting name for a gay bar. That's for sure. I don't know if they all wear powdered wigs in that place or not. <laughs> anyway, oh, all right. Yeah. We've got strip club or daycare right now. And I've got a, some businesses here. You can tell me if it's a strip club or if it's an actual daycare. And our first business is in Daytona Beach, Florida. It's called Lollipop. Lollipops. I think I think lollipops might be a euphemism in this case. And I'll let you imagine what that euphemism is. I'm going to say strip club. <laughs> well, it is in Daytona Beach, okay? Yes, it is a strip club. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, this one, I'm just going to say, yeah, it's an interesting name of a, a business in Portland, Oregon. It's called Dream On. Dream On. Um all right. Well, I, look, I think this kind of actually sounds a little cute. You know, you got, I guess, what the, the Aerosmith song and like, you know, kids dreams. I don't know. Now, if it said wet dream on, then I would I would think different. So I'm going to say that this is a daycare. Well, it might be a wet dream. It, <clears throat> it is actually a strip club. Oh, man. <laughs> look at that. I, I, I take back everything I said about something cute. <laughs> I think it sounds hot and sexy is what I meant to say. <laughs> All right. Well, here's an interesting name for a business. <clears throat> this one is called Giggly Wiggly in Michigan oh City, goodness. Indiana. <laughs> Giggly Wiggly. I um I, I definitely think it's a it's a, a daycare on this one, but uh, <laughs> If it was, uh, 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 what's Wiggly? You know, I'm going to say. <laughs> maybe if it said like, like uh, you know, Jiggly. Um, g jiggly? Right? Is it Jiggly Wiggly? Is that what you said? Well, giggly. Maybe you said Giggly Wiggly. Jiggly Wiggly there, was something different. There may be some giggling and maybe some wiggling, you know? Yeah. So. So are you're sticking with a daycare? Daycare, yes. Yeah. If, if we changed <laughs> a few of the of the um, letters around, then well, I would, I would say that. It is in Michigan City, Indiana. Okay, so pretty conservative part of the country. It's a daycare. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you say we say Indiana. It's either going to be a nice daycare or uh, a um, small town riddled with with uh, you know. By, by the drug industry, I guess. The <laughs> drug industry with, with the strip club thing. Oh, my gosh. That's definitely got to be the best name of any business I've ever heard. That's just hilarious. So, anyway. <laughs> here's one in West Des Moines, Iowa, called Two for You. <laughs> two, <laughs> two what is my question? <laughs> two what? Two, two for you. Why... Like, how does that relate to kids, first of all? <laughs> like, I just, I'm not, I don't get this one. Two, like the, like the number two, right? The number two. Two, I, um, unless you're teaching kids how to count and like, <laughs> like the alphabet. Two, like two strippers? Are you talking like, you know, like, uh, I, uh, other thing, uh, I'm going to say, oh, I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to say, I'm going to, two strippers. Two for you. I don't know. I'm gonna say it's a strip club. It doesn't matter. <laughs> well, I don't get. I don't get what they're going for as a kid. It is the number two, and then spelled out F O R, and then the letter U. And oh no! No, no, this is a daycare. Then is a daycare. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! All right, you're really struggling on this one. This is just great. All right, your last business is in Ottawa, Illinois. 
called the Silver Slipper. The, the Silver Slipper. Um, I think this is like uh, uh, the story of Stripperella. Okay? <laughs> strip club so they're gonna slip into something more comfortable is that what you're saying yeah (laughs) it is a strip club very good (laughs) i have to admit i think that's the most fun i've ever had doing strip club or daycare very very good (laughs) that's good oh yeah i i kept thinking about the parliament or is it parliament house or something yeah the parliament house (laughs) next time you're in orlando be sure to drive by it sometime Oh, I, I just so. think, like, would you consider fellatio at the Parliament House a, a filibuster? <laughs> would you call it a filibuster? Oh my God! Uh, All right, <clears throat> we yeah. got one that you are ex- exceptionally good at is our uh, fake news of Florida, where I got some headlines for you. You tell me if the story is fake or if okay. this really happened in the state of Florida. Your I'll first keep, headline keep for the iguanas here. Yeah, no, no falling iguanas. That's right. So your first headline: A Bradenton woman was charged with domestic battery after pelting her boyfriend in the face and chest with a plate of chicken. <laughs> plate of chicken. I, I people don't make up like food things like that because like, no one would believe it. Which is why this is Florida. absolutely it is florida (laughs) all right your next headline a delray beach man was caught on camera smoking meth in a walmart dressing room (laughs) um okay i this could be um it could happen all right i don't deny that it probably has i think this story is fake news though But it could happen, <clears throat> you know, so yeah. it is fake news. Absolutely. Okay. And your third headline, a Clearwater woman was arrested after she ripped her shirt off and demanded pedestrians pet her sweater puppies. <laughs> um, oh, man. Okay. It's getting a little tough here. Uh, uh, demanding that you pet my sweater. Yeah, I'm going to say that's Florida. <laughs> It could easily happen in Florida, but it's fake news. (laughs) Oh, yes. All right. Your next headline. A Pinellas County man was arrested for hurling a glass jar of salsa at a man without any provocation. (laughs) Yeah, I'll say Florida. (laughs) Yeah, just because it happened to be Tuesday. We'll just go throw a glass jar of salsa at a guy. It is a a true story. (laughs) Taco Tuesday. All right. right. Uh, Here's an interesting headline. A Miami man was charged with drug possession after police found bath salts taped to his scrotum <laughs> oh man um he's like no i don't do it to high i just do it for the taste and the smell. <laughs> um I'm, I'm gonna say that's florida <laughs> believe it or not that is fake news <laughs> like, like, that one makes me feel a little good that it is fake i i will say that yeah. well i guess it should have been a giveaway that he wasn't eating someone's face off with the bath well salts. that's true that's true so but but now we've got a situation where we have a coon with his nut hairs stuck to a railroad and a guy with his nut hair stuck to bath salts <laughs> oh my goodness i look all i could say to our listeners out there is be safe uh don't don't try to like slaughter pigs because they 
they've learned how to um, how to defend themselves. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> chickens are best for eggs because they're so expensive. And just watch out for Denny's. Like, there's yeah. no reason that we need to be going to Denny's anymore. It's 2022, well, okay? Well, 20, 2023. And, yes, and and if you do go to Denny's, make sure you don't go to Denny's in high winds. <laughs> that's yeah. <laughs> that's. I guess there there is a. Um, a a unsafe and a more unsafe way to go to Denny's. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> okay. Well, enjoy yourself, and hopefully your week is not going to be nearly as stupid as this week was. Oh, man. Uh, well, it's too late for that. My, my week has already reached uh, past stupid, but uh, <laughs> maybe maybe it'll calm down for the weekend. I don't know. It's a great big stupid What's going on, guys? It's Dan here. And are you someone that just can't seem to get enough insanity in your life? Well, I have some great news for you. If you tune into the Button Pusher Podcast, you'll get plenty of that and more. Give it a listen. The Button Pusher Podcast with Daniel Leslie. Check it out on Spotify. Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World is produced with the support from Mr. Laughs Comedy, Ad Large Media, Wise Brother Media, Universal Comedy Network, and the Pulse of Radio, United Stations Radio Network. Theme music, It's a Great Big Stupid World, is written and performed by Randy Stonehill. Copyright 1992, Stonehillian Music, Word Music, Twitch and Vibes Music, and is available wherever you download music. The platform for the podcast is hosted by Anchor. Record your podcast as easy as talking on your phone. The editing and music library are all at your fingertips at anchor.fm. Download the app from your favorite app store. Hey, oh.